Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is Decision Theory Newcomb's Problem, Part 4 Decision Theory Why Perl Helps Reduce Could and Would, but still leaves us with at least three alternatives, published by Anna. Shalomon. This is the third post in a planned sequence. My last post left us with the questions. Just what are humans, and other common CSAs, calculating when we imagine what would happen if we took actions we won't take? Is there more than one natural way to calculate these counterfactual woods? If so, what are the alternatives, and which alternative works best? Today, I'll take an initial swing at these questions. I'll review Judea Pearl's causal Bayes nets, show how Bayes nets offer a general methodology for computing counterfactual woods, and note three plausible alternatives for how to use Pearl's Bayes nets to set up a CSA. One of these alternatives will be the timeless counterfactuals of Eliezer's timeless decision theory. The problem of counterfactuals is the problem what we do and should mean when we we discuss what would have happened, if something impossible had happened. In its general form, this problem has proved to be quite gnarly. It has been bothering philosophers of science for at least 57 years, since the publication of Nelson Goodman's book Fact, Fiction, and Forecast in 1952. Let us confine ourselves for the moment to, counterfactual conditionals, in which the antecedent and consequent are inalterably false as, for example, when I say of a piece of butter that was eaten yesterday, and that had never been heated. If that piece of butter had been heated to 150 grade F, it would have melted. Considered as truth functional compounds, all counterfactuals are of course true, since their antecedents are false. Hence, if that piece of butter had been heated to 150 grade F, it would not have melted. Would also hold. Obviously something different is intended, and the problem is to define the circumstances under which a given counterfactual holds while the opposing conditional with the contradictory consequent fails to hold. Recall that we seem to need counterfactuals in order to build agents that do useful decision theory, we need to build agents that can think about the consequences of each of their possible actions, and can choose the action with best expected consequences. So we need to know how to compute those counterfactuals. As Goodman puts it, TE analysis of counterfactual conditionals is no fussy little grammatical exercise. Judea Pearl's Bayes nets offer a method for computing counterfactuals. As noted, it is hard to reduce human counterfactuals in general it is hard to build an algorithm that explains what, humans will say, really would have happened, if an impossible event had occurred. But it is easier to construct specific formalisms within which counterfactuals have well-specified meanings. Judea Pearl's causal Bayes nets offer perhaps the best such formalism. Pearl's idea is to model the world as based on some set of causal variables, which may be observed or unobserved. In Pearl's model, each variable is determined by a conditional probability distribution on the state of its parents, or by a simple probability distribution, if it has no parents. For example, in the following Bayes net, the beach's probability of being sunny depends only on the season, and the probability that there is each particular number of beachgoers depends only on the day of the week and on the sunniness. Since the season and the day of the week have no parents, they simply have fixed probability distributions. Once we have a Bayes net set up to model a given domain, computing counterfactuals is easy. We just take the usual conditional and unconditional probability distributions that come with the Bayes net. Do surgery on the Bayes net to plug in the variable values that define the counterfactual situation we're concerned with, while ignoring the parents of surgically set nodes and leaving other probability distributions unchanged. Compute the resulting probability distribution over outcomes. For example, suppose I want to evaluate the truth of if last Wednesday had been sunny, there would have been more beachgoers. I leave the day of the week node at Wednesday, set the sunny, node to sunny, ignore the season node, since it is the parent of a surgically set node, 
and compute the probability distribution on beachgoers. Okay, not quite easy I'm sweeping under the carpet the conversion from the English counterfactual to the list of variables to surgically alter, in step 2. Still, Pearl's Bayes nets do much of the work. But, even if we decide to use Pearl's method, we are left with the choice of how to represent the agent's possible choices using a Bayes net. More specifically, we are left with the choice of what surgeries to execute, when we represent the alternative actions the agent could take. There are at least three plausible alternatives. Alternative 1 action CSAs. Here, we model the outside world however we like, but have the agent's own action, its choice of A underscore 1, A underscore 2, or A underscore N, be the critical choice node in the causal graph. For example, we might show Newcomb's problem as follows. The assumption built into this setup is that the agent's action is uncorrelated with the other nodes in the network. For example, if we want to program an understanding of Newcomb's problem into an action CSA, we are forced to choose a probability distribution over Omega's prediction that is independent of the agent's actual choice. How action CSAs reckon their cools and woods. Each could is an alternative state of the my action node. Action CSAs search over each state of the action node before determining their action. Each would is then computed in the usual Bayes net fashion the action node is surgically set, the probability distribution for other nodes is left unchanged, and a probability distribution over outcomes is computed. So, if causal decision theory is what I think it is, an action CSA is simply a causal decision theorist. Also, action CSAs will two box on Newcomb's problem, since, in their network, the contents of box B is independent of their choice to take box A. Alternative 2 innered CSAs. Here, we again model the outside world however we like, but we this time have the agent's own innards, the physical circuitry that interposes between the agent's sense inputs and its action outputs, be the critical choice node in the causal graph. For example, we might show Newcomb's problem as follows. Here, the agent's innards are allowed to cause both the agent's actions and outside events, too, for example, we can represent Omega's prediction as correlated with the agent's action. How innards CSAs reckon their cools and woods. Each could is an alternative state of the my innards node. Innards CSAs search over each state of the innards node before determining their optimal innards, from which their action follows. Each would is then computed in the usual Bayes net fashion the innards node is surgically set, the probability distribution for other nodes is left unchanged, and a probability distribution over outcomes is computed. Innards CSAs will one box on Newcomb's problem, because they reason that if their innards were such as to make them one box, those same innards would cause omega, after scanning their brain, to put the $1 million in box B and so they choose innards of a sort that one boxes on Newcomb's problem, and they one box accordingly. Alternative 3 Timeless or Algorithm Output CSAs. In this alternative, as Eliezer suggested in Ingredients of Timeless Decision Theory, we have a platonic mathematical computation as one of the nodes in our causal graph, which gives rise at once to our agent's decision, to the beliefs of accurate predictors about our agent's decision, and to the decision of similar agents in similar circumstances. It is the output to this mathematical function that our CSA uses as the critical choice node in its causal graph. For example, how timeless CSAs reckon their cools and woods. Each could is an alternative state of the output of the platonic math algorithm that I'm an instance of node. Timeless CSAs search over each state of the algorithm output node before determining the optimal output of this algorithm, from which their action follows. Each would is then computed in the usual Bayes net fashion the algorithm output node is surgically set, the probability distribution for other nodes is left unchanged, and a probability distribution over outcomes is computed. Like innards CSAs, algorithm output CSAs will one box on Newcomb's problem, 
because they reason that if the output of their algorithm was such as to make them one box, that same algorithm output would also cause omega, simulating them, to believe they will one box and so to put one million dollars in box B they therefore choose to have their algorithm output one box on Newcomb's problem, and they one box accordingly. Unlike innard CSAs, algorithm output CSAs will also cooperate in single-shot prisoners' dilemmas against Clippy, in cases where they think it's sufficiently likely that Clippy's actions are output by an instantiation of their same algorithm, even in cases where Clippy cannot at all scan their brain, and where their innards play no physically causal role in Clippy's decision. An innard CSA, by contrast, will cooperate if having cooperating type innards will physically cause Clippy to cooperate, and not otherwise. Coming up considerations as to the circumstances under which each of the above types of agents will be useful, under different senses of useful. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.